I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I love you. I love you. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um, my name's me, and your name is you? Yep. Okay, and here we are on the show called The Name of the Show. It's, Fill in the blank. It's how it all starts every week. Every week. Without fail. Other than when it fails. I, being me. Yeah. This started yesterday. You were gone. You had taken, where did you take the kids? I took the kids. The three youngers. Yeah, I couldn't talk the 16-year-old into doing this. Yeah, she had no interest. But I took our three boys to the National Mag Lab. Is it called National? Yeah. It's the biggest magnet laboratory in the world. Okay. And it's right here in Tallahassee. And they were having open house day. Okay. What does that mean? It means they invite the public out and they have bring all of the scientists out to do to mix with the children. <laughs> scientists and children. And chaos ensues. Yes. Um no the scientists have no patience for children. Yeah, the scientists were feeling a little pressed, I think, but they were they had Don't you know what a theory is? You idiots! <laughs> <laughs> you tour through this enormous building, enormous, and they have little demonstrations and try to make the different aspects of what they do in terms of research and magnetism. <laughs> magnetism, uh, what what they do and why it's important. It was very fascinating. Now, the kids were not as fascinated by the science as I was, but there were a ton of other organizations that had booths and games and fun stuff. And I would say the highlight for all of us was getting to eat 
Einstein's ice cream, which is where you mix up the mix for ice cream and then you chill it using liquid nitrogen or dry ice. Mm, Perfect. It was fascinating and delicious. Nice. (laughs) Was it a good ice cream or was it just fascinating? It it was like a normal ice cream. It was good. Like it tasted like ice cream. Made special because of the liquid nitrogen? Yes. Okay. That's fair. So we had a great time. We were all exhausted by the time we got home. But yes, you were left here to your own devices for many hours. here. You should never leave me alone to my own devices, except it did work out in your favor this time. While you were gone, the first thing that I did was the desperate labors of love to make a gumbo. Yes. And I did. And to my recollection, everyone ate it and no one complained. It was delicious, as per usual. There's leftovers. I've even eaten them cold out of the fridge and... It wasn't as good, but I still ate it. But while you were gone, once I got... So the the way that a a gumbo works, if you've never made one, and if you have, then you know exactly what I'm saying. You just nearly destroy yourself through all the steps and processes of getting all the things finally into the pot. And then you got to get it up to a boil and then kill the heat down to a simmer that's when you get to go sit down somewhere and relax. You were still gone. Yes. Which meant when I'm left to relax by myself, who knows what I might do. And what I did, it's something I've been doing for a couple months, actually. Not every day, just when I have those moments. I've been scrolling through my contacts in my phone, mm. some of which are over 20 years old. Really? Yes. And certainly along the way, I'll call one more recent than that. Maybe have a conversation, maybe not. I worked through, I had. I think I had five little phone conversations yesterday, sent a handful of messages, all that. One of the messages resulted in a phone call today that roundaboutly in some way, shape, or form led to a person getting the contact information for a person who is very, very near and dear to me. Yes. In past life that I have not talked to since 2008. As a number of years ago. That's more math than I'm willing to do in my head. What is that, 16 years? I don't 17. Know, 17 years, something. Right. I'm not a, I'm not a good mental math guy. No, 16 guy. years. Long time ago, though. And I have felt guilty this whole time. And with each passing day, even felt more guilty. What about, what are you feeling guilty about? That I didn't, I didn't reach out when I could. And then once I was like, no, I'll do it. Then I didn't have contact information. Okay, but. Communication is a two-way street. This person truly could have reached out. Kind Neither of. Neither of you reached out. Kind of, but he didn't have my new contact information, which okay. is now quite old. Well, you didn't have his. Like, either of right. you could have reached out. Like, I'm but, just saying there needs, there needs to be no guilt here. Well, but you can't. Listen. 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 When you feel guilty, somebody telling you not to feel guilty is not a big help. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Well, I think so. Ask an alcoholic if somebody telling them, I think you've had one too many is actually helpful. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I yes, I'd had opportunity, then I didn't, and I I've known both. Well, I've known both that that person had opportunity through our mutual contacts, and then yet so did I. But today, as we record today, I reached out to one of those mutual contacts and was like, "Hey, would you feel comfortable sharing information?" Yeah. And the person did. And so I called no answer because who answers a strange number as we record on a Sunday morning, midday, early afternoon, whatever, right? Right. I I didn't expect the phone to be answered. I left a message and it's like, hey, it's the old bastard you used to know. Yeah. He called. And I'm, I'm fresh as we record off of a conversation with this friend, deep, dear companion from 2008 and it was very rejuvenating very rewarding very exciting very promising that we might actually stay in touch because the friendship was and is very real absolutely it's a bizarre weird thing i feel like a bit of a stalker i don't know i knew everything about this person's background because i've tracked him on the interwebs because he's in a profession that's trackable But you're not. I told him as much. I was like, I I know everything you've done. I've seen it all. I've seen it all on the interwebs. <laughs> That's funny. Was he taken aback by that revelation? No, he wasn't surprised. He knows me. He um, knows me well, even these many years later. Can I interject something? Yes. Uh, the going through your contacts list and making phone calls, that is wildly extroverted behavior. Even I don't do that. Well. But explain I, yourself by nature. I'm not the person that is like, you know what? We're moving to Florida. We're taking our keepsakes. We're going to have hire somebody to throw away everything else we own and somebody else to sell our house. That's not my normal behavior. Yeah. I'm a very, by nature, I'm a very planned, precise, all the, oh, if that didn't work, here's the backup plan. You drugged me into this. And it was in the process of that experience that I began just scrolling through the old phone book there and on my phone and being like, okay, well, if we're making a clean break, I need to know who I can break from. And if we're not, I need to (laughs) know who I keep in the book. Now, that is a very, very INTJ way of looking at it. And now I understand. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. All right. And I've, I've reconnected with no less than three people that I haven't talked to in 15 years. And then as you work down through the ranks, another probably a total of 15 people. And I'm cutting that off at the eight-year mark since the last time I talked to them, but they were still in my phone book and they still had the same my – my contact list and they still had the same phone number. In your little black book. My little black book. <laughs> Kids these days wouldn't even get that reference. No, no, they wouldn't. Well, I mean, maybe they would if they're up to date on Epstein, but I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't do any of the, that stuff. No. <laughs> now, connected to that, and this is a whole separate topic, but connected to that. So this this particular guy I talked to today, his wife and you, because of when we were when we, this was all way back when I was a coach. And he's still a coach, and I'm Obviously not. But you and his wife were friends. Very good friends. And you've stayed Facebook friends yes. loosely. It's not like you're like, oh, tell me the latest thing. You just kind of 
you kind of loosely stalk each other yeah. over time and see how things are going. And you'd brought up to me a while back, mm-hmm. like, oh, it looks like she's trading Bitcoin. Doing something with Bitcoin. She's doing something with Bitcoin and she's found something and she's sharing it with the people in her group. And, hey, maybe it's an MLM, maybe it's not. I don't know, but this looks like what she's into, right? And it was so surprising because the personality of this wife of your friend, this mm-hmm. friend of mine, could not possibly be further from somebody who was out there in the streets peddling Bitcoin. Right. Right, much less just trading it on her own. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing that felt like, oh well, of course, let's call her B. Of course, that's what B would do. <laughs> it, it didn't make sense, but hey, people had their experiences and they do things. I brought this up in conversation to your friend with my friend today. I was like, hey, Meg follows B, and what this thing, and is that what's going on? And he was like, no. Oh. He said about the time as he was relating it to when I was realizing that you'd related it to me, her Facebook account had been breached to the point where she couldn't get into it. And somebody else was just running it. I was going to say, it's not even just like, you know, sometimes you'll get like somebody hacks it and they'll post like rando things. This person has taken over. Yes. Stolen, taken over. Her whole entire Facebook account. Yes. And it has still her profile picture. It has a family picture of them as the cover photo. Updated. He said, so he said they reported, they have reported this many times to facebook and saying look it ain't us it's been taken it's not that's not her what's going on and facebook does nothing wow and this account has somehow posted pretty regularly updated photos of their family wow that's, he he was I mean, like you said he is he in a was freaked out about profession it. but where... yeah but not like here's pictures from vacay that's oh. vacation and oh. industry yeah, speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that right now. I was just happy to talk to my friend. Now I'm like, I do we need to shut down Facebook, Meta, whatever its name is? Shut down the whole thing. I'll listen. I don't care if Zuckerberg thinks he knows whatever <laughs> martial art thing he thinks he's learned. <laughs> I I will work him over if that's what's necessary. Oh, my goodness. That is terrifying, though. It is terrifying. It does kind of make me want to just pull everything. I don't – I see, I'm so conflicted. I am not one of those people that's all hyper alert and concerned that, oh, this this government agency or that one is spying on me. I don't care about that, honestly. But the thought of somebody completely taking over my online identity and using it for what I am confident are nefarious purposes when it comes to yes. uh, well, Bitcoin trading so or whatever the this, thing is. This friend said that friends of their family had been taken for over $10,000. <gasps> what? Yes. And they were just like, it's not us. It's not us. But friendships are ruined because oh my this whole thing has occurred. Gosh. Now that. Is freaking terrifying. It is. And you can even use the full F word if you want. I feel like this episode will ultimately be explicit. Really? Rated on the podcast categories anyway. I guess we'll see. Because I eventually might say words. 
You thought you I was going to say it. I you wanted were going to. to. I'm going to save it. I'm going to wait until later to say cockballs and things like that <laughs> okay. that make the explicit rating necessary. I think that we should interject for our friends in Awesome Today, fam. You will be carrying this episode on your back as I am on the you've, on the shadow end. You've had a migraine. <laughs> a major migraine. Yes, that's a meg migraine. Yes. It has been, it's been severe. It's been very severe. I've been very concerned. I've been hovering I I had in my phone I had typed in 9 and 1 and I was just waiting Please don't call to my see one. if I needed to dial the last one. Oh, no, that's, that's my how worst I felt nightmare. All day that's how I felt. No, no, no. It's just a migraine, but I'm on the tail end of it to the point where I, I'm sipping coffee. I can sit up and talk. But at, before we recorded, I was like, "You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do this one." And carry it, I will. Okay. Let me let me show you my masterful transitions. Speaking of Facebook, which we all use on our phones and things, right? Yeah. Do you happen to remember what's the first cell phone that you had? The first one that I had, you got for me when we moved to Fort Worth. So we're talking 2001. Okay. And you got it for me because we lived in Fort Worth, but I was teaching in Burleson. So I had about a 20 or 25 minute commute each way. I was concerned. And you were concerned about me and my driving. Driving wasn't good then. It's not great now. It's always been a problem. I think I'm perfectly fine and calm. I'm a, here's the thing. Yes. Hey, no I, addict thinks they're an addict. <laughs> I am I'm a, a bad driver who's fully aware. I don't think I'm like a meticulous driver. I know I speed. I know I play a little fast and loose with the tailgating, yeah, little yellow light, red light. <laughs> Who cares about green? Well, that was the case uh, over 20 years ago when we had first moved to Fort Worth. Plus, we were small town kids. and here Just we were, a small town girl. <laughs> here we were in the big city of Fort Worth and driving on the interstates everywhere. Anyway, all that to say you were concerned and you gave me a yeah. phone. It was a lavender mm. flip phone. I'm so pleased that you remember. Do you remember, remember what kind it was? Um, like a razor, probably. Damn right. It was a Motorola razor. That yes. was the hottest shit ever yes. in the moment. I bought you at sacrifice of many lunches for myself. I bought you that lavender Motorola razor. Yep. I knew you needed to look like hot shit because you were. <laughs> and so I gave up lunches for a while. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. I never said it before. Thank you. You're welcome. I give up things for you, even things you didn't necessarily want. I gave up for you. <laughs> it's what we do, right? It's what yeah. we do. Yeah. What was your first cell phone? My first one, it was also Motorola. It was a flip phone. It was clunkier. Nope, 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 nope. That's not right. My first one was a Sanyo. Okay. And it had a... Uh, oh yeah, it did. Retractable antenna yeah. thing on it. It sucked. I hated it, but it was cool. It was coolish in the moment. The next one I got was a flip phone, and that flip phone was the first phone I'd ever had with a color screen. Oh, tiny screen. There were you could play a version of Bejeweled and things, not with a touch what? screen. It didn't have a touch screen. It was all arrows on the. Oh my gosh. Thing. Those were my first few. Now, 
that was the first one I had where there was proper like choices of both what do you want your ringtone to be and if you don't like any of our choices, you could download a new one. What was your first like custom purposefully chosen ringtone? I'm going to, this is a confession for all the world to hear. I have never once to this day had a custom one because I can't figure out how to do it. I've just blacked out and I'm punching myself I in the brain. I couldn't do it on the Razor. I can't do it on my iPhone. I just have had to make do with the with the defaults. The What's it called? The native settings. Whatever okay. iPhone gives me, I, I make do with those. Well, that that second phone that I had with the color screen. Yeah. Still a flip phone. Yeah. One, I'd purchased a whole new hard shell case that was semi-see-through, which wasn't as cool as it sounds, I but it felt cool. This. What years were this? Do you remember? This was 2002. 2002? Yes. Maybe early 2003, but it was in that. So we were still in Fort Worth. In that, what you're absolutely. Okay. Yes, it was in that row. Okay. Um, I, what do they call it when you break into the phone I, jailbreak um, yes i jailbroke the phone <laughs> the ringtone wasn't available but what i did was find a way and created the midi file or whatever oh my gosh. And the, the ringtone i had was the same one that austin powers had <laughs> in the movies it was fantastic and it when it went off in a staff meeting everyone was furious and i was like yeah, that's right suck it i have completely, completely blocked out this part of our shared history. I don't remember this. I'm not saying I don't believe you. Were you were busy. I was busy. busy. You was... had things going on. You were teaching. Yeah. You were teaching at Kelly Clarkson's high school. <laughs> you had things going on, and I was just coaching ball. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson's high school for the American singer. Yes. That's where all, yes, they... They saved up all their energy of who they would put out from their high school, and they put it into Kelly Clarkson, and she's made them proud. Yes, very much so. Others came and went. Nobody knows their names. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we would like to ask Awesome Today fam to share, maybe share your favorite or your first or first memorable. First or favorite phone ringtone yeah. Or if it's now, what's it, if you have a phone now, if you say iPhone, I may drive to where you live and softly punch you in the, Why? the neck gullet. If they say iPhone, what? They're, they're the, for their the, favorite that's phone? That's their, the, their first or favorite phone. Why? Because that's lazy. That's no, look, lazy. think about if they're like younger than us, yeah. then probably they their first, first phone was an iPhone. Why yeah. would that be? I, well, I, I guess I wouldn't get. I won't punch anybody in the neck if that's your first phone. But if you say it's your favorite and that's all you've ever had is an iPhone, then you deserve a neck punching. No. Yep. It's getting their necks punched. Not aggressively. Just enough to like, let's say for half a second, cut off blood flow from the carotid it's to the brain. It's very aggressive for no reason. It's really not. It's really Needlessly not. I feel aggressive. like it's a, it's a loving jostle to say experience some life. Well, I'm Try sorry. Try another phone. Hate it. Get rid of it. Get back to the iPhone, but try some life. You yourself have had an iPhone since 2008. Yes, but as I just mentioned, I had a Sanyo, two different Motorola's, and it feels like maybe even something else before my first iPhone. Now, I've stayed with iPhone, but mainly because at this point, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. 
and nobody else seems to be quite as dumbass friendly as the iPhone. And I feel like a dumbass as technology goes on. You were telling me on one of the podcast episodes you listened to this past week that you heard a guy talking about a phone he came yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get one. Can't be, can't be data breached. Well, he, is data breach a word? I just said that for It felt right and it felt good. I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I'm going to roll with it. Yes, this is Eric Prince, who's got a phone out, all these things. But at the same time, then on another episode of the same show, I heard, and I don't doubt this, I don't doubt this even remotely, that for you to introduce anything into the business place of the United States of America, with whatever levels of encryption you have, if you don't, at the same time that you present it, submit to the U.S. government how to break the code, how to get in, then you will be imprisoned. That was the whole thing. We haven't even talked about that, you and I, oh. off mic yet. But that was the statement, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That if you're going to introduce a thing, and because it, because it is possible to create encryption to the point that it can't be broken yeah but you can't market it is what this guy was saying you you're not allowed to market it in the u.s if it is found that you are marketing it that it can't be broken and you haven't introduced to the government a way to break it that you will you will die in federal prison not the not the white collar we garden and do things in our free time prison but the the worser kind Okay, that gun that, that took a real serious turn. It's a little darker. It's not where we'd normally like to go. Okay. Okay. I have no way to transition to this. I don't even know what he's talking about. I walk through our home every time I have to go to the bathroom. I go from where I'm at to the bathroom and back to where I'm at to do things. Yes. And as I do so in the working hours of the day, because I work at home, and I hear commentary. My, my hearing's not great. Not ashamed of that. I'm not embarrassed by it. My hearing's not great. I hear things. And then I'm like, is wait, what? What is that what they said? My mind's really creative and I hear things that nobody ever said. But I promise you, what I heard and what was actually said was Optimus Jackass. <laughs> That's a great screen name. I'm jealous. I I didn't come up with that. Going to use it myself going forward. Okay. Think Optimus Prime. Yeah. Because it was this phrase came from our twins. Yeah. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit concerned that our 11-year-old twins knew the word jackass and then I'm like, "Eh, yeah, but of course they do." Of course. One of them because I walk, I go to the bathroom a lot, I guess, and they're desensitized to me walking through the room to do that. Yeah. And one of them was like, Optimus Jackass. <laughs> and I'm sure, what? Oh, my. It so caught me off guard, I couldn't even parent. I just had to go to the bathroom and then go back to work. Think about, yep, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm deeply appreciative of them coming up with that. I feel like that's, that's some powerful creativity. How do you feel about this? Um, I'm surprised because they're normally so prudish about coarse language. Like it's in very yes, embarrassed. They turn off they turn off YouTube videos yes. over this. But then somebody loud and proud was just 
optimist jackass. Maybe they don't know that it's a sort of borderline. I don't know. Word. I don't say I. I know that I use profanity on this show, and I'm normally the reason for the E rating. Yeah. I don't often use profanity in front of the children. Mm. You you want to mm, and deny that? Mm-hmm. In fact, to date, whatever today's date is, and February twenty fifth, as we're recording, twenty twenty four. Every one of our children's first curse words came from them listening to you. Mm-hmm. Tell me one that didn't. <laughs> the one I remember most vividly was when AJ, as a four or five year old, laid back in bed and hit her head on the headboard and said, Damn, that hurts. And that, that was does hurt. And you knew, you knew, and I knew in that moment that was from you. Well, and it was at least an appropriate usage. Well, absolutely, and I appreciate that. But <laughs> don't lose sight of the fact who introduces curses to our children. Okay. Hmm. Okay. You gonna fight it? No. You have you have receipts. You gonna you gonna defy me here? No. You feel ashamed? No. No, of course you don't. You filthy mouthed. Yeah. You're a sailor. You're an Irish sailor. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell me about McDonald's. Well, besides the fact, the fast food besides the fact that McDonald's is going to begin remotely broadcasting ads into your brain while you sleep, and that's a thing you should look up. Where? How? On the interwebs. What do I type in? McDonald's advertising subliminal into, into your brain. How? Look it up. It's through a my whole phone. Thing. I, we don't. We don't have time for this on this episode. But look it up. It's a real thing. It's happening. McDonald's is part of the fabric of life in the culture in which we reside. Many of my fond, very fond childhood memories. Or from Ronald McDonald, no. red-haired molester. <laughs> Come from trips to McDonald's. In fact, if you look at our, our, at least four of our children, maybe five, when I was pregnant with each of them throughout my pregnancies. You threw up at a McDonald's? No, believe it or not, I didn't throw up at a McDonald's, but there was long stretches of time. You've thrown up at a Whole Foods. No, it wasn't Whole Foods. It was uh, H-E-B. It wasn't H-E-B. What is the name of that one? They don't have. Oh, Buy for Less. Buy for Less. In Oklahoma City. That's embarrassing, throwing up at a Buy for Less. Believe me, it was worse than embarrassing, (laughs) okay? Um, No, wait, what was I saying? McDonald's. um, Oh, McChicken Sandwiches. I could... When I was pregnant, especially in the first trimester, that was like all I wanted to eat. Chicken sandwiches, pickles. No pickles. No pickle. No, it's just bread. Ooh, okay. A quote unquote chicken patty. Yeah. Shredded like a, lettuce and a mayo. giant chicken nugget. Basically, it is like a giant chicken nugget. Anyway, McDonald's is becoming more and more problematic, if you ask me, mostly because their prices are. You may as well go out to eat at a casual – you may as well go to Applebee's, honestly. Applebee's. Or Chili's or something because – Italian garden. McDonald's has lost the thread of who they are. Yeah. And their their prices are – They're a real I estate company. I understand – yeah, they are, definitely. I understand food inflation and all of that, but it's truly But they don't serve food anyway, anyway, anyway. McDonald's, 
when we lived in Oklahoma City, what's the, what's the furthest you'd have to drive? If you didn't want to go to the nearest McDonald's, what's the furthest you had to drive? Like another mile. At most, right? Yeah. Two miles. Yeah. Now, we've, plenty. we've been in Tallahassee for, what, three months? Yeah. What's your McDonald's experience here? I know of... I was. I said earlier. I know of two. I actually know of three. Okay. In what radius? Oh, in what radius to us? Yeah. I'm not very good at miles. Okay. So how do you count it? How many times you blink your eyes? <laughs> minutes. When, when, minutes. Okay. Yes. How many minutes? Um, the closest one is gonna be minimum of five minutes away. Okay. That's. Compared to our Oklahoma City experience, in five minutes you'd see three McDonald's. Yes. Am I not? Am I? Am I wrong? Am I over exaggerating? No, it feels that feels accurate. Or just regularly it, exaggerating. It might even be more like seven minutes here. I I haven't my my understanding of how time and space work in the city have not quite okay evened out. So let's say five to seven minutes, depending on traffic lights. To three, maybe. To to two of them. One to of them two. is way in the north part. Okay. By Trader Joe's. But this is the, to me, and it's why I asked you to put this in the notes to discuss. Yeah. It's like, we came from McDonald's land. Yeah. We didn't even know. Everywhere we went, there was a McDonald's. And it's not like there's not McDonald's here, but it's like, there's not McDonald's everywhere here. You know what they do have a surprising amount of for the the population Comparison. I don't know how to say this. Pornography stores? No. No? Not that? Okay. Chick-fil-A. Oh. I can tell you at least three Chick-fil-A on the main street that like runs through the, like along the Monroe? No, that runs in, let's don't triangulate too much. Let's have a little privacy about our location. If somebody wants to come look through the windows, I'm here and I shower every morning. (laughs) There's a street that runs along the front side of campus. There is a Chick-fil-A a, almost across the street from a Chick-fil-A. I have never okay. seen that in my entire life. Well, I've seen it in terms of Edward Jones offices. Yeah. I worked for that cult of a non-advisement <laughs> okay. financial firm. Don't get firm. anybody sued around here. It, nobody's going to. You know what? Bring it on, Edward Jones. It's all alleged. They took. They took 72% of everything I made. Yeah, that's a fact. So F off. Okay. F off. Anyway, there's a lot of Chick-fil-A. There's also a surprising number of Burger Kings here. You couldn't find hardly any Burger Kings not, in Oklahoma Yeah, City. not so many Burger Kings. There's it's a, interesting. It is interesting. I want to know for whoever is in the in, is in the Awesome Today group or who would join it. Like, what's your experience? What's the thing that you can't drive Five minutes without seeing another one of what's the thing that's like, well, where is that? I like that. Or I would eat that when I'm bathing myself in shame and loathing, which is what McDonald's is. Also a surprising number of Wendy's here. That's interesting. What are you doing, Dave? What are you doing? (laughs) Fixing up chili. (laughs) Wendy's chili. Damn it, you drug me down the path. Wendy's chili is amazing. 
anybody who speaks otherwise will we will fight. Oh. Wendy's chili is amazing. It shouldn't be. It's not good chili. It's just amazing for where it came from and what it is. It's it's okay, fine. It's good chili. Okay. It's really good. Okay. I knew this. I knew this in 2002. Yeah. It's the first time I had it. Damn, Wendy's chili. I don't know. Maybe they put crack in it. I don't know. It's really good. I've heard that they take the leftover of the ground beef and chop it up and put it in there. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ground for beef? For it's burgers. not real beef. It's just chopped up. Now, Wendy's famously doesn't reuse their mm-hmm. burger patties. It's all fresh, not frozen. That's their thing. I don't know if I buy into any of that. But the chili is disturbingly tasty. Whew, now I want some Wendy's chili. I can make that happen. We have several close by. I have a question for you. Okay. I have no segue. I have a question for you. We're changing topics. Yes. Okay. So, in all of the world, there is a a quandary, a question, an argument even. When you put the toilet paper roll on the dispenser, do you go over the top? Do you go underneath? Me, myself, I'm an over. Okay, why? Just seems right to me. Okay. I don't have any explanation, just it's an intuition that that's the correct way. I've always been an over guy. Yeah. So we've we've been simpatico in this. Yeah. We, we've never had toilet paper wars. No, 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 no. Over this, because it was just like, no, put it over the top. And yeah. So, okay, that's what I was going to do. You don't have to convince me. Mm-hmm. I had an epiphany the other day. Oh sitting on the shitter. Okay. The shitter and the shower, these this are the two places where many epiphanies arise. Of course. Are they not? Yeah. This, the particular house we're staying in, it's interesting. It's unique in a lot of ways. Let me transition to the front door. Have you noticed what what have you noticed about the front door? Anything? It's okay if you haven't noticed. Well, anything. you pointed out to me that there's some uh cracks in the wood. That's just poor workmanship and things. But no, like when you go to reach for the door or reach for the lock, do you notice anything? No. The doorknob and the lock 
both. You don't have to believe me. Okay. I'm, I'm just telling yeah, you. Okay. The doorknob and the deadbolt lock are like way low. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that for They're sure. They're way low. For sure. And I've thought about like, why? Why? Yeah. Why are you down there? Yeah. And I thought, well, then I was trying to justify it. I was like, well, maybe, maybe it was uh, like a wheelchair accessible door. Except that it's a, it's on a porch with stairs and no ramp or anything and no ramp in history yeah possibly visible in this area yeah they're just way down low yeah well then transitioning back to the toilet paper conversation the toilet paper dispenser next to the toilet which is tiled into the wall it's super low super low okay if you tried to run the toilet paper roll where it unrolled underneath, you'd have to get off the toilet and lay on the floor to get the toilet paper out. It only makes sense because when you pull it from the top, you're pulling upwards yeah. at an angle to get it out of there. Right, right. And this, this, I think, I only bring all of this up. I only made this a point in the show because I think this could solve a lot of problems. Oh, in the, of, the argument, if you're married, a lot of fights. if you're married to or cohabitating with somebody who's like, no, I'm an underneath and you're an over or vice versa. Yeah. I think it depends on the altitude of and where you're pulling, dispenser. where you're pulling from. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're pulling from above, it's got to be over the top. Mm-hmm. But if it's mounted way high up, then you got to pull from underneath. And whichever way, if you really look at the physics of it, which, damn, I hope nobody does because it's a really, it's a really pathetic way to live life, but I can't escape from it. It's like, it it absolutely depends on the height of where the toilet paper is compared to where you sit. Yeah. If you're sitting high above it, you need the roll to unroll from the top. Yeah. But if oddly... Because I've not experienced this a lot. I'm saying oddly. If you're sitting way below, then you want it to unravel from below. Okay. You need it. You need it to agree with your altitude and Mm. geography. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I'm exhausted. That was Mm -hmm. so many words about from mansplaining that, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I don't know, but I think it's a it's a valuable thing. If you're on a walk right now, as you're listening. Or eating your breakfast or on a lunch break or whatever else. I want you to stop and think about, I'm sitting on a toilet and I need to unroll things. And I want you to think about the different heights at which that roll may be and where it would be meaningful to unroll it from. I think this, I think this men's marriages. I'm so thankful for this wisdom that you've discovered and are sharing with the world. I think we call it shizdom. Shizdom. There we go. There we go. Um, I'm going to take a little side trail since you're exhausted from toilet paper talk. I didn't put this in the notes, but when you said uh, imagine, it reminded me I was going to recommend an app, an application for your phone, if you will. Well, that's what app is abbreviated into. I use it on my iPhone. I would imagine it's also available for Android devices. I hope so. It's called Expand, and it's created by the Monroe Institute. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. How dare you? Who's the Monroe Institute? You know. 
Bob Monroe. I know. We've talked about him many times. But tell the people who it is. As a reminder, we may have as new listeners. We may have new listeners. This show is popping up on on people's FYP page. What how's what's the term? Uh their recommended okay. for you pages, FYPs. Yeah. Where? In Spotify? Everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Across all the land. All right. Well, Bob Monroe was a man who was an audio engineer of sorts, worked in radio. We've covered this ground many times. He went on to discover that by playing certain tones, you could bring your the hemispheres of your brain into synchronicity. He sort of coined the term and the practice of doing that as hemisync, hemisphere. Yes, hemispherical synchronization. Synchronization, yes. Um, and so he had the Institute, and it's the Institute has gone on past this is we're talking mid 20th century when he was doing this 50s 60s yeah. yeah the institute is still alive and well and you can still go for retreats it basically deals in the world of the metaphysical okay um yes via especially via meditation deep meditation okay or even shallow meditation i suppose let's not judge somebody by the length of their meditation. We talked about this recently because we were talking about remote viewing. A lot of people are interested in the style of meditation, the guided meditations from a remote institute to do something like remote viewing or have an out-of-body experience or astral projection, those types of things. However, you do not have to be interested mm. in those topics. Some to... people just want the insanity of their mind voices to stop for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if that's you. It is. Not you personally. Well, it is me personally. You Awesome Today fam who are listening, if you would like to experience a little of this, but you don't want to mess with trying to locate the gateway tapes and all of that, check out the Expand app. It is, you do have to pay for it. And and I know- They're people, not sponsors, by the way. Nobody sponsors us. Losers. You do have to pay for it. It is like $12 a month. Oh my I think lord. They, I think they might have a free trial, but the for three days. <laughs> hey, check it out. Even if it's for three days, give it a try. Um I did an I did a meditation on the expand app last week, and I, I don't have my phone with me, so I cannot tell you specifically which one, but it was basically um a relaxation meditation. You lost bowel control. No, but it was the first time that I genuinely, we've been practicing these style of meditations, maybe not religiously, but pretty regularly for the past year. This was the first time, this particular meditation I did was the first time I felt like I was, had experienced hypnosis. You've lost bowel control. Thankfully, I did not. There was that's no. Good. That's good. There was no loss of control. Nobody wants to do that. It was really something. It was really something. So anyway, I highly We're recommend. Talking about that. Why was it something? What did it do? For because you? unlike you, you have had an experience of this the style of meditation where. I hope you don't mind me saying this publicly. Hey, you, today, you can say what you want. I'll agree or disagree as I feel fit. You have said to me that you have felt like you were your consciousness was outside of time and space yes i have never experienced that okay and uh, you felt jealous i have told you i feel jealous and this is not a secret okay jealous in a loving way happy for you yeah but that's yeah, something i that get it i get it um i don't i'm and i'm not 
entirely sure that what I've experienced is what you're receiving. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm a guru. I'm a no, and a I've yogi. Never, I'm no. a whatever no. Yogananda. Whoever. I never thought that you were talking about it in that way. It's not like you were trying to flex on me. You were just sharing your experience. But I, for whatever reason, have just not been able to achieve that level of expansion of consciousness. Okay. okay? Um, but this was the first time that I genuinely, I wouldn't say that I felt like I was outside of time and space, but I, in some way, and this is going to sound freaky deaky to some people, and that's fine. I don't that's know how fine. else to say it, but I felt outside of my body. Not like I was having an out-of-body experience. Right, 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 right. But I did not feel tethered to my body. Okay. If that makes sense. It's such a, this whole thing is such a, a challenging experience to try to convey in language. Yeah, it is. I would I would walk back personally to a time where I prayed multiple rosaries a day. Yeah. And I man, I don't I don't know how to properly put words around this i don't and i don't i don't i'm not trying to cast any shade on anything i mean that's absolutely not the intention i think everything whether it is praying the rosary or praying as you would pray however or whatever else all of this it's a it's a practice of trying to find a a place of peace of comprehension where in the present moment of wakeful life there isn't any yeah and that it, it doesn't have to be religious but it is spiritual right yeah so if you are religious well it can be religious in that way if you if religion makes you squeamish and icky well it's not necessarily religious either right but there is something spiritual that I think is very important, very necessary, very meaningful around all of this for whoever you are, wherever you're at. And you found it through this. Yeah. We have in the past found it through the rosary. We even have what I think, isn't there some recording out there still of us praying the rosary? Very much so. It's on Spotify. And it was, it was, absolutely a similar same-ish thing it's all trying from any angle from any place it's all trying to find the same thing of just like how do i quiet the yeah. insanity of my mind in this moment and bring some centrality some peace and calm to the crazy yes yeah yeah okay well Expand up. I tried to get you to put it on your phone, but I know I will. I will eventually. I've got to be in the right place and time to do it. And we've talked about this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. I respect so deeply <laughs> every recommend that you give yes. to the point that if I'm not ready for it, yes, I don't want to sully the experience by forcing myself into it and be like, ah, that was bullshit. Uh -oh, I want to do an e-rating. We already did that part, I think.
think I'm pretty sure we already E rated. Um, I don't question at all the power. What was it called? Expand. The Expand app. I don't question at all what it has to offer. The way that you've presented it, the things that you've talked about, it's like in this moment, that's less meaningful to me than what I'm wrestling through. But it doesn't mean I have it doesn't mean I haven't taken a mental note to be like when I'm running up against a wall and I don't know where to go, that that's it's on the list of the next places that I go. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does. And I should note, I don't think I told you this part that Again, it's put out by, or it's, I don't know how, how apps work. It's from the Monroe Institute and all of the, okay. all of the meditations are from trained Monroe, Monroe Institute trained, um, what do you call it? Not, not really instructor, but you know what I mean? Um, Advocates. Uh, whatever. Acolytes. Acolytes. Yeah, something. that's the word I was like. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that shit. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And again, whether you approach it through a rosary, a generalized prayer, a, a, a whatever, a throwing up in a desperate moment, asking whatever. Throwing up? Not like vomiting. Oh, okay. But like just in a moment you in a panic, you throw up like, hey, if there's a God, I feel a way and I need some help. Yeah. You throw a thing up. But not vomit. Not vomiting. Although, Although you may up, be can be a desperate moment. Vomiting like <laughs> that thing. Earl and Earl. Um, let's transition. You introduced. It's completely different than everything we've been talking about. You introduced to you and I a what well, I don't know what app it was on a show. Was it Netflix? Was it? Apple, where was the show from? It was called we're, Mr. In Between. We're watching it on Hulu. It's a Hulu. Okay. It's an Australian TV series. Yeah. So it's not proper English that an American would recognize. No for, offense to for the Australians. Reason, for some reason, I can understand Australian accented English better than British accented English. That's English. Not I unfair. Say. I struggle to understand either one, but I'm small-minded, and as many people say, I'm a prick. So, <laughs> however you want to sort through that. All right. Well, I, f I came across this recommendation on the Likewise app. and Likewise. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, Likewise is an app that you can uh, find on recommendations. The, in the app store? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You get recommendations based on things that you've liked. So, you... But that's nebulous. I'm trying we, to explain it. We had a whole conversation. Yes. But you said the same shit just now as you did to me earlier, and it means nothing. So when you open the not, app. It's a you problem. No, it's a, it's a we. It's a we problem. Look. You opened the app. What was the experience? How you open the app, and it asks you, because it has three categories. It will give you recommendations for TV movies, TV okay. and movies. Okay. Watching. For reading, also known as books, and books through the podcasts. Year. Okay. Okay. They don't do music, but okay. they do watching, reading, and listening so of like, the I podcast. read I read through my ears yeah. or whatever you said. Yeah. And but then what happens? How how do things go from there? So it wants to get to know you, the AI mm, that yeah, runs it. it. Wants I love to, AI. That wants to get to know you. And so it gives you a 
cacophony of choices that you can go That's in a and say, vocabulary thank word. you, thank you. Um, and you can tap if you liked or or didn't like or whatever. But they're presenting it. They're saying, yeah. what did you think about this? Yeah. And then you, yeah, like, yeah. It was terrible, or I loved it, or I never heard of it, or exactly. don't give a shit, or whatever. So it takes your preferences of things that you've, let's just say, since we're talking about things to watch, that you've watched, and it uses other community recommendations, because uh, there's a whole community aspect yeah. to the app, and it gives you recommendations of things you might like. And one of those recommendations based on things, because when I set it up, especially the watching part, not so much the podcasts or the reading, but the watching part, I put in things that you and I both liked to watch together. Okay. So, so that, you compromised yourself. Yes. To so try that, to cater to me because yes. that's the kind of person you are. Exactly. I love you and hate you for it. <laughs> okay. One of the recommendations is this show called Mr. In Between. It is Australian. It began in 2018. There are three seasons. It's over 18, now. 19 and 20. I think so. Okay. It's over now. Um, the episodes are like 30 minutes. Yeah, so they're fast. Extremely, they're fast. yes, extremely binge-worthy. The setup of, is the main character. His name's Ray. And he's, uh, what, a criminal for hire? Is that a thing? Is that a job he's, title? <laughs> he is a noble-hearted soul. A noble hitman. That knows only... The world that he lives in. Yes. Which so, is pretty dark. So you see the juxtaposition in his life between his job, which is pushing people off of buildings because they didn't place He's, a, he's that, a knee so, breaker. Yeah, he's for the a mob, knee breaker. Basically. The Australian mob? Yeah, a version of it. Yes. <laughs> All right. But also you see these tender parts of his life. For example, he has a daughter who's probably six or seven. Um, he's divorced from the mom, but he, you know, has custody, has spends time with his daughter. Admits to her that Santa's not real, but he can't bear within his heart to tell her that unicorns aren't real. And I said to you, we don't know specifically that unicorns aren't real. You know what I it's mean? It's true. And I'm I'm not <laughs> taking a stance here. <laughs> they may they probably are real. I don't know. He has a brother who is very ill that he, you know, spends time with, takes care he's of. Got, he's got a lot of issues. And yeah, yeah, we, he's, this is a noble, it's a, he is a noble caveman. Okay. We've been enjoying it because there is definitely like the sort of crime intrigue part of it, but also it's funny mm -hmm. and also it's touching and it's just a really great show. We're only like they shot a guy in the head, but he wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to. A whole to... bunch of <laughs> things happened. They were starting to use a saw on him or a knife even to it break was, down uh, the. It was a. Uh, What's a kitchen? A kitchen cleaver? A cleaver. That's what it was. A cleaver, and then he revived, he and he was like, "What are you doing?" It's very visceral, and you got it. You got to be the right person. Yeah, there's some definitely some dark for parts. this to be a thing for you. There definitely are some dark parts because he is a criminal for because hire because of cleavering humans and <laughs> yes. killing and whatnot. Anyway, we're in the first season. Very much enjoying it. Thank Solid. you, Likewise app. Yeah. Um, also. Based on just the general collective internet's enjoyment of another show, the newest season of the True Detective series, franchise? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Franchise, yeah. On Max, as they call it these days. It used to just be where 
you watched pornography. I yeah. Um, Cinemax After Dark or yeah. something. Um, we it's started in my younger days. We started True Detective Night Country. I don't think you're enjoying it as much as I am. I'm not not enjoying it. I'm just not invested in the story. It's not. Hey, I've seen some dark shit in my life. It's not dark enough to intrigue me. What the heck? It's pretty dark. It's I've seen worse. You have seen worse. And I would say season one of True Detective was way more difficult for me to watch. Either I've changed and I can handle more dark material or this show this particular season, which is under a completely yeah, I, new showrunner. I and think writer. they reeled it back to draw in more people. Um, Jodie Foster is one of the leads. And she's magnificent. In every single episode, what do I say? That you love Jodie Foster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I, I think maybe I'm liking this season so much because it is a strong blend of mystery and crime, but also supernatural stuff. Okay. That's now, fair. I would posit, and there is plenty of that. Here. Yes, I would posit a main reason you don't like this season is it takes place in Alaska in the Arctic night, and you are. Why do you think I don't like it? Uh, because you just haven't really been jiving with it. Maybe you've started running the show in the hours that I'm like, okay, good night. Now that's true. And I'm tired. That's very true. But also, I think you don't like when things take place in the snow and cold and ice. Well, I'm I'm not a fan of cold things yep. that's for sure i've watched a lot of stuff over the years that take place in alaska that somehow capitalize on the it's always daytime or it's always nighttime or yeah that thing because alaska has that experience yeah at places but i'm not i'm not not interested it just hasn't been it hasn't been intriguing in a way that i've not already experienced yeah through other shows and things in that setting yeah but like you i i do like myself some jodie foster <laughs> not in a creepy way she's a great actress yes very much so very impressive she's she's almost timeless so that's all i've got i think you have okay. one additional thing to relate well i have a confession I have a confession. I think it's meaningful in the sense that anybody that would explore in the kitchen, you're you're going to screw up some things. Mm. And it can feel devastating. Yeah. I went to the store this morning. So I I was out of creativity. I was out of creativity for, as we record, we're talking about the Sunday feast which is an important thing for us. I didn't know what to do. I exhausted myself maybe a month ago. I don't even know. And and you sent me a thing that was like, oh. From my sick bed. From your sick bed in your, in your migraine-plagued life. Migraine. Migraine-plagued life. You were like, what about what? Cajun shrimp tacos. Cajun shrimp tacos. And part of this recipe was a red cabbage, red onion slaw. Now, I hate red cabbage. And I'm not a big fan of red onions. But I was, I was doing my best to be like, you know what? Okay. What she said. I don't always do that. In fact, 
probably not nearly as often as you'd like. <laughs> yes. Laugh more prolifically into the microphone. <laughs> I know. I know. I try. I try as much as I can, but then my inner person's like, no, don't do that. But I tried really hard, and I bought all the ingredients, and I made, I made this red cabbage, red onion slaw. Mixed it all up, did all the things. It was tedious. Tedious was a AF? A lot of work, tedious AF. And I made it, and I took a bite, and I almost vomited. I almost vomited into the bowl. It was not good. Hmm. So... I pulled as I big inhale. I pulled my shit together. I tried another bite and almost vomited again. And then I promptly took it over to the trash can and I scooped and threw it. Threw up a prayer. I scooped it into the trash. I didn't. It wasn't even a prayer. It was more of a. It was more of a religious curse that I threw up. Yeah. It's like okay, recenter, in with the good, out with the bad, and I, I tried to recenter. And I made a whole second slaw. Red cabbage, cilantro, and all the things in the salt and the pepper and the garlic and stuff. And I took one bite of the second. I retched as I took a bite of the second one and I threw it out. And then I was, at that point, I knew I was done with red cabbage. I was out of red onion. I was running low on a lot of ingredients. And I was like, okay, what the hell? What do I do? Because. Don't whisper too much or the. <laughs> Okay. Well, who hasn't reached a point in meal prep where they were like, this is some bullshit, but people are expecting food to eat. And it doesn't have to be good, but it can't be bad. It can't be bad. Don't. I can't. I can't do that. I can do anything for love, but I can't do that. Yeah. It was a very turmoil feel, filled field. It was a very turmoil filled moment because all the things that I tried to commit to that were outside of my wheelhouse, they were not going well. You didn't care. You were, you were mid migraine and laying on a bed and just like, tell me when the food's ready. I may or may not come out to eat any. Yeah. I ended up, the, the, the grand, the original recipe was this. Red cabbage, red onion slaw on corn tortillas with shrimp, and it was a it was a shrimp taco thing. I had the shrimp, I had the tortillas, I had all the ingredients, and I ran through all the ingredients for the slaw, and I never found one that I could present to the world without being embarrassed. So I threw the cabbage away. Two two batches of weird slaw terrible and the cabbage i threw it away and what i had left was shrimp and rice might i add and this was the maybe part of the salvation never frozen shrimp oh yes i spent the extra three dollars per pound because <laughs> i'm a big spender so what we ended up having was those shrimp and rice. Yep. I made a cocktail sauce. I made a butter garlic sauce 
And that was it. It was so simple. And then everybody had the tedium of peeling the the little freaky shrimp legs and shell off of the shrimp. Nobody likes that. Yeah. Nobody likes that. And everyone hated it? No. It was gone pretty quickly. Both the rice. I've never cooked rice as well. I know. So I it was a masterpiece. People were coming back for seconds on the rice. Which... Here's Here's my philosophy. We have in us, individually, we have so much energy, so much greatness, and so much failure available in any moment. I failed so hard on those two red cabbage slaw things that I depleted failure. Yeah. I've never made rice that tasted as good as that rice That's did. It's freaking delicious. But it was only because... I'd exhausted the failure of those two slaws. Indeed. So power through the meal. Keep digging through the cabinet. Don't give up. That's good. That's a good metaphor. That's all I have to give. And now I'm exhausted and I'm probably going to go pass out. Okay. All right. It was a dinner disaster that turned out okay. It turned out. Pretty good. Everybody, everybody was like, yeah, it was great. And I was like, you weren't here for the failed slaws. You don't know about failed slaw. I am failslaw.org. <laughs> it was slash gov. It's slash gov. I, I've never felt more compromised and failure than I did in those moments. But it turned out okay. And then people liked it. And so then I was like, okay, I can die. I can die now. <laughs> Please don't. It's not necessary. <laughs> I didn't want to die. But you only have so much to give. <laughs> All right. And any given day. So power through whatever you're making for the ingrates. For the ingrates, especially. That's always who it is. <laughs> ingrates. Okay. Well. Do you have any other nuggets or nougats as people say of wisdom that you would nobody says nougats uh, everyone says nougats. not for nugget nougat is a totally different uh, well okay but do you have nougats or nuggets of anything that you would offer no we do have one extra day in february coming up this week damn it because it's a, it's a, day. Is it a leap year it's a leap year and a All leap right. day so maybe, maybe no promises maybe there'll be an extra episode what the hell <laughs> it's the the leap episode yeah okay you don't want it's to just, it's just you on mic okay well hey Honestly, I overtalk you enough. That's no big surprise to anybody. Okay. Um, okay. People are busting in the room. I guess it's there's, time there's for a lot of things up. going on. I, I quite desperately enjoy my interactions with you oh, okay. every week. I appreciate that this show forces you to interact with me in times where you'd it's rather only, ignore me. It's the only hour of the week that we. It's pretty much the only hour talk. where you talk to me. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true at all. You're you're a delight and you cater to my every whim. No matter how ridiculous they are, you're a fantastic companion in that regard. But for everyone else, as this episode is done and you've known it's been done for a while, <clears throat> mm -hmm. man alive, if there was anything I could do to help inspire an awesome today for you. I would do it. I would give it. I would 
I would cut my wrists and bleed it into a bowl and offer a pagan ritual, whatever. Graphic. I, I would do whatever. I really do so desperately hope for and insist upon and demand. Have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.